Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Tuesday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. That is a mouthful, so we call them IFTWA. So you can check them out at ifwtwa.org. If you travel and you're in the travel writing industry or if you're a destination, you're going to want to check them out. And I follow them on social media because if you want to see places around the world, across the country, uh, go to hashtag ifwtwa. Um, and you're just going to, that's a bunch of armchair travel and great place to uh, start planning your next adventure. And that's what we're doing now. We are going to Louisiana's Cajun and Creole country, the heart of it. And we're going to go to what's known as the happiest city in America. So why not, man? Don't we want that? Especially in the winter, we get crabby in the winter when it gets cold. So we better go to the happy land. So we're going to go to Lafayette, Louisiana. We're going to chat with Ben Berthelot, who is the president and CEO of the Lafayette Convention and Visitor Commission. Uh, so go to lafayettetravel.com. Welcome back, Ben. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Hey, it's been a while. It's, I think it's been a few years since you've been on the show. That's that's just bad. We need to have you back on more often because it seems like your region, no matter what, is just keeps you guys just keep parting on, right? <laughs> no matter what happens. <laughs> that's right. Laissez les bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll is one of the big sayings down here where we work hard and and play hard. And certainly the the fall and the spring are always our busiest time of the year, but we have some big festivals uh, coming up. Uh, probably the biggest one is Mardi Gras. We have the second largest Mardi Gras in the state, a very family-friendly Mardi Gras. And this year, or, or I should say next year, Mardi Gras is going to be February 21st. It's always a Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. But there's so many events around Mardi Gras. We actually kick off our festivities on February 10th, uh, which is a Friday night with a little walking parade. And then Saturday night we have another parade on the 11th called Rio, and then we take a week mm -hmm. off and come back on Friday the 17th and the 18th and 19th all the way through Mardi Gras Day. So it really is a great time to be in our area, lots of live music uh, in the dance halls and venues and, of course, our great food uh, that we're known for as well. Well, this is important because when you talk about February now, right? I mean, this is, you know, we're airing this November 2nd, the second Tuesday. And um, when we think about Mardi Gras and you think of like New Orleans, everybody immediately thinks New Orleans. And I always want to say like, there's Mardi Gras, all these different places. You're the second largest. When should people start booking hotel rooms when you think about it being the second largest Mardi Gras in the country or in the state? Well, it's never too early to start booking. Um, I would say the weekend before Mardi Gras is always our busiest time. So if you're planning on coming in the, the 17th or the 18th and start working on those plans. Um, but we do have a good bit of inventory. We have around 5,000 hotel rooms. And one of the great things about our area is that not only do you have the second largest Mardi Gras in the state, but we also have the country Asian country Mardi Gras experience, the career de Mardi Gras, which is unlike anything hmm. you've ever seen in, in the rural uh, areas surrounding Lafayette Parish. And we actually get on a horseback and chase after chicken uh, as an ingredient for the gumbo, and everybody's masked up. So not just the traditional Mardi Gras that you think of when you see 
uh, you know, on television, you know, with the floats rolling, we certainly have that, but we also have a lot more, and it's a great time uh, in our area. We're also a very affordable destination, so there's no minimum night stays in our area, no no fees for parking, all of those all of those things that you would see in, in a larger town. And I always tell people, to your point earlier, you've got to go to New Orleans at least one time to experience Mardi Gras there. But after you do that, and particularly if you're looking for a very a budget-friendly uh, Mardi Gras, family-friendly Mardi Gras, we we invite you to come down to Lafayette and experience uh, the happiest city in America. Now, do you really say Lafayette or is it Laffy? Because I got friends that always call it. I'm going to Laffy. Is that is, is that <laughs> is that what we're supposed we, to we say? Lafayette. Okay. <laughs> I, well, maybe they're just you know you are the happiest city, so Laffy sounds good that goes with it. You know. What, what exactly? You know, what's interesting is I think there's around 50 uh, Lafayettes cities in America and we, we we like to hope and think that we're we're the uh the most well known. Of course there's Lafayette, Indiana. I'll tell you a quick funny story. I got a call one time from their visitor center and they said, man, we, we keep getting calls for people who are looking for you guys and so much to mm-hmm. that we have to have your number your number on um on the desk at our visitor center and I and I was so impressed by that. I thought that was the neatest thing. So yes, we we have um uh, Lafayette, as in laugh, as you mentioned, the happiest city in America. But but you can pronounce as however you like, as long as you come visit. Well, listen, I think I even like messed up your last name. I said Berthelot, and like I'm thinking, okay, that's not British, that's Berthelot. Or so so even that. I mean, this is the whole thing when you go to Louisiana or Louisiana, right? It this right. is this is a just this beautiful. It is a it's a gumbo of culture and happiness. I think Louisiana, is, I I don't know what it is, but like you guys, like your whole state has stolen our hearts and made us like happy people it, because it's just so real and authentic. And there's just, you can just really let your hair down and you can have a good time in so many ways. Um, and I mean it legally, by the way, everybody, right. <laughs> you know, when I say that, um, you know, and family friendly. And I think it's, that's something to really be celebrated is, you know, I, it just, it takes me back to my childhood in, in South Africa, um, where you'd go to like a, a neighbor's house and the whole family, like the whole neighborhood basically would be together, hanging out together, kids, dogs, horses, grandma, grandpa, uncles. I mean, the teenage, everybody hangs out together in a way that I think we kind of miss out sometimes in this country. And, and I think Louisiana has that. And does Lu- Lafayette have it that way too? I mean, if you're happy, it's got to be, everyone's got to be together all ages. Well, I love that you recognize that. And uh, first, let me say it is birth a lot. Surprisingly, uh, it should be birth a lot. Oh, la di da. We do have a very strong French connection and uh, around 25% of our people still speak French and you we have French tables where you can pop in with the locals and just sit down and listen and, and speak French but for some right. some reason over the years uh, uh, we became birth a lot but when I go to France or I go to Canada or any French speaking area I always say je m'appelle Benjamin Berthelot because that's probably what it should be but uh, back to what you were talking about in terms of family fun there's no question we just hosted uh, Festival Cadian and Creole which is our largest free which is the largest free Cajun and Zydeco festival in the world and just to have all the families out there and it's really a place where if you're at a dance hall or if you're at a festival uh, and and there's music being played somebody's going to come ask you to dance and 
and that's just what happens on on a regular basis here. Uh, really, our people are our greatest asset, and as I mentioned earlier, they were really work hard and and play hard but another great thing about our area is that we're known as the hub city because one when when visitors come to an area they don't really care about for us we have city and parish lines not counties but you just want to have a good time so you'll you'll cross a a parish line and not even worry about it because you want to go have a good time so 20 minutes away we had the Atchafalaya Basin which is the largest Mm. swamp in North America great kayaking and canoeing and birding we have about 35 minutes away tabasco which is on every island yeah. which is the only place in the world where tabasco uh, is bottled aid uh, on, on a daily basis and they have a great uh, visitor experience so so much to do not only in the city but also in the region and i encourage everybody to check out lafayettetravel.com and explore all the opportunities and then book book your your flight or, or get, in, get in your car and, and come see us and as we approach the holiday season we have our cajun and creole christmas uh, it's a great time to be in our area probably our most famous event is the noel acadian au village which takes place at acadian village december 2nd through 23rd and that's a really an unbelievable display of lights all within a living history museum that depicts the life of the acadian people back in the 18th century and so that's always a great time we also have in the heart of our city a new uh, property called Monkus Park which is a hundred acres much like Central Park in, in New York City right in the middle of town and they have a up-and-coming Christmas programming uh, all throughout the week and during, during cool. December so a lot to, a lot lot going on and then if we move into the spring I mentioned Mardi Gras but but also I want to mention Festival International de Louisiane which is the world's largest free francophone festival every April. Hmm. And we have French-speaking bands from all over the world who come in. And another great thing about our area, I talked about affordability earlier, but all of our festivals, the majority of our festivals are free. And so when you, when you talk about being on a budget, and, and we all are on a budget to some extent, it's great that you can come in and not have to pay to enter a festival. And all of our major festivals are free. And that's too, because you're also saying like, you know, parking, some areas are free and stuff too. And I think that's, you know, for families, that's a huge deal. Like, you know, you all of a sudden you're paying a hundred bucks to get in a festival and then paying for the food and the parking and everything on top, you know, for a family, right? all those little, you know, breaks and, you know, help, you know, so I think that's fantastic. You know, I, and I love that you're having all these festivals that celebrate culture and you know, the history and the arts. I think that's so important because we we don't want to lose those in the world. And, you know, that's keeping cultures alive. And I think that's what Louisiana does so well is, is be so authentic to who Louisiana is, who the people are, and the land. And you mentioned the swamp, which is something Nancy and I, you know, and Nancy says hi, by the way. And she's <laughs> she's publishing a magazine. But yeah, she, you know, the two of us still need to come hang out in the swamp. And I wanted to mention this because, you know, we think about all our friends up north in the winter, you know, I know about that shoveling snow and nobody should need to do that, but it happens and people have to do it. But like, if you can come south to the south and go to Lafayette, right, and um, get in the swamp, you're going to still have a chill in the morning, right? But you can still go out and and experience wildlife and bird watching and you know, in a way, if you want to see gators, from my experience, this is a good time. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about Louisiana in the winter. I don't think I've done that much in the winter in Louisiana. But, you know, from being in well, Florida and some of the swamps in Georgia yeah. and stuff in the well, winter, it, it seems good. 
Yes, I mean it's we we do uh, have a uh, it does get colder, but nowhere near. You know, we have we have a lot of snow snow um, snowbirds that come down uh, to get away from the cold up north. And what's interesting about our area in Louisiana in general is we don't really have the four seasons like most places. We don't we don't have fall, winters, uh, you know, winter, spring. Uh, Summer and fall, we don't have the five seasons, but we we have our seasons based on food. So we have crawfish season, gumbo season, <laughs> crab season, and uh, shrimp season, and that's how we we like to to sell it. And based on what time you come, you're uh, like sitting there going, "What spring? On... What summer?" That's so funny because you're sitting there going, "What <laughs> yeah. what are the seasons again?" Like really, I just know so, food. Like that's funny. That's fantastic. Yeah, go, and and in the winter time is always when gumbo season kicks in. We have so many great options for gumbo, and then in January, crawfish season starts. So crawfish season actually lasts from January into June, and that's uh, really a neat uh, experience for people to have a ball crawfish if they never had it. And we mm-hmm. have some great restaurants that serve the ball crawfish and you know, crab and oysters and all the different foods that we're known for. Lafayette was named the tastiest town of the South by Southern Living Magazine and Ooh. the best food city in the United States by Rand McNally. And USA Today, and so that's something we're very proud of. Won a lot of different food awards, and we always deliver on that. But in addition, we haven't really talked too too much about the music. We're the birthplace Ooh. of Cajun and Zydeco music. Uh, we have live music uh, at least six nights a week, sometimes seven. And so it's a and Zydeco breakfast. Zydeco breakfast. breakfast. I've not experienced Bro- that yet. Bro- Bridge. Ooh. Oh, it's Ooh. unbelievable. It, it really is an incredible, not only awesome food but great music and people dancing on the dance floor but you used the word authentic earlier and i and i love that term and it, it probably gets overused but mm. we really truly say that uh this is an area where you can become immersed in the culture so we don't you know we don't just uh, uh, talk about it or you don't have to go to a museum to learn about our culture all you have to do is go to a dance hall or go to a festival and you become immersed in it and i think that's one of the things that separates us from other destinations is that opportunity as i mentioned earlier you can speak french with the locals you can go dance with the locals you can eat with the locals and very hospitable as you mentioned earlier and something we're very proud of when you when you think about like the food you know gumbo everybody's like ooh, and tabasco right that's a huge deal i i know a travel writer linda kassam years ago went out to lafayette and came back with a ice cream recipe with tabasco in it and i'm like now that's my kind of thing that this is cool right. you know you know so yeah. there, that's something a little different but when you you know the zydeco breakfast you know i've seen pictures and and seen some videos on your website and i'm jealous and we will come but I want to know what are we eating for breakfast? I mean, what what's happening at Zydeco breakfast for f- the music? Number one, we should have music in the morning. I am a big believer that when you wake up in the morning, you can do, you know, maybe go for a jog, have some spiritual meditation time. But if you blast some good music, your day is set. And so this whole Zydeco breakfast thing to me sounds like the perfect way to kick off a day. So you got the music. But what's what are we eating? Well, you probably start off with a little Bloody Mary, uh, with a okay. little bit of Tabasco, a <laughs> little bit of Tabasco spice in there. Cool. And then you got a Cajun eggs Benedict. You have a oh. crawfish, crawfish omelet. Uh, it goes on and on. Um, just really unique food Ooh. and great food. All while you're listening to some of the best music in the world and really an upbeat music. And as you mentioned, what a great way to start the day and and keep it going. No, you've got the song that you about being the happiest city in America that we're playing, right? So tell us about those words. Then and, and the one I can't. It, it begins with an M. What is that? What am I? There's a festival, right? You don't say just say festival. Yeah. It's festival. 
What is the one with the M? What's the M word? <laughs> manger. Uh, manger. Is, what, are, what is that? To, to eat. To eat. To eat. And, uh, okay. Manger. manger. We're Good. Opportunities Good. to to manger here in our region, and talked about the great jambalaya, crawfish etouffee, gumbo, and our and our gumbo is a little different from something you might get in New Orleans. It's it's New Orleans. You'll you'll find maybe like a tomato based uh, a roux and, and gumbo, but but ours is a little different. And every every part every region is just a little bit different. But uh, I will tell you all the awards we've gotten around our food. There's plenty of opportunities to manger, and we invite all your listeners to come come do that with us here in the Lafayette region. This is my new word of the day. You know that now. I'm going to be saying manger <laughs> everywhere. It's like, well, what are you mangeing today? I don't, you know. But no, see, this is the thing about Louisiana. Like, Natchitoches has the meat pie. Like, uh, Southwest, has, like, Lake Charles has Boudin. But I heard that the Boudin Wars and the Boudin Trail does extend towards your region on the way to new orleans because i gotta think everyone so like new orleans you know it's at the base and the the southeast corner kind of of louisiana then lafayette and then lake charles on the southwest corner so you're kind of sitting in the middle which means like definitely when you talked about being a hub and you've got the university and that that's by the way my friends are all went to university there and that's why they call it laffy we're going to laffy town um and they're, yeah, they're all happy and smiling. Home, <laughs> yeah. home, of, home of the Raging Cajuns. Yeah. Uh, the University of, University of Louisiana. And uh, last year we were ranked 15th in the country in, wow. in football. But we, we just became a, 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 a research, R1 uh, research university, which is a huge um, ranking for universities. And that puts us in very elite company. And so we're certainly proud of all that our university does for our community. Such a great economic a driver, but as you mentioned, our location is really centrally located, uh, two hours west of New Orleans, an hour from Lake Charles, three hours from Houston, three hours from Shreveport. So we sit at the intersection of Interstate 10 and I-49, and all up and down Interstate 10, headed into Lafayette. We actually had the first uh, Cajun uh, Boudin Trail, and along that route, oh. Scott, Scott, <laughs> Scott is no, Scott is known as the Boudin Capital of the World. And they host every year a Boudin Festival in April, which is really a unique opportunity to hear some of the, the music, but also try all sorts of types of different Boudin. And then actually this weekend, will be which, which is prior to us taping this conversation, but we have a Boudin cook-off uh, downtown Lafayette, uh, and uh, now they added bacon. So it'll be a Boudin and Ooh. bacon are you kidding me? And everyone, listen, so, Boudin is Boudin. We just did a special Sausage Day show. You can, if you go on blendradioandtv.com, just type in Sausage Day and you'll find it. And you'll see our friend Jeff Benoit. I did want to say Benoit, but it's Benoit in Sulphur, Louisiana. So he's a little further away from, you know, but he said this, this Boudin trail and wars, like it's a big deal. We filmed him making boudin, and I want people to understand what boudin is. It's it's rice, and it's like it's a big sausage that could be sausage balls. It could be sausage. It could be whatever you want it to be. But this is like, you know, when when you he always he always tells us like salespeople travel and listen. The, some of the best food you can get in Louisiana is in a gas station. I'm just saying, and you know, I'm, I'm it's yeah. true. And he goes like, if you're a salesperson, 
in other parts of the country, you go and take your your donuts. But in in Louisiana in the South, you you bring boudin, and if you don't bring boudin, you ain't getting the sale. And so That's this right. has got rice and spices and different different meats and stuff. But it, isn't that true, Ben? There's no deal without the boudin. <laughs> yeah, you did a, a wonderful job describing it, and it's really interesting how it's evolved over the years. We actually had. For Mardi Gras several years ago, one of our local bakeries called Twins did a boudin king cake. And when I tell you no those things sold off the shelf and they were mailing them all over the country, unbelievable. But you got boudin balls, you have, of course, you know, your traditional casing, but even some people are experimenting with cauliflower boudin, which I'm not a big fan of. What? No, boudin. that's too healthy. So, some some <laughs> things aren't are made aren't made to be healthy. Um, no, yeah, like if you you cannot do vegan, you cannot be you can't do vegan boudin. I don't think that's going to work in Louisiana for some reason. That's right. Like I don't think so. Not that's being right. rude to vegans because there's nothing wrong with being vegan, but boudin is not meant to be that. Nor don't put call, no, but boudin. I mean, it's interesting because from what I learned, your area has a lot of rice. I mean, am I, unless it stops short of your ear, but rice what, no, is a yeah, huge yeah, thing yeah. and sugar, sugar, and you got rum near you, Bayou Rum is near you. And I, we love Bayou Rum. Like, I could move yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and Crowley, which is in Acadia Parish, is actually known as the rice capital of the world. They have a rice festival every every fall. It's a big deal. And so, yeah, all, all these, uh, you know, farming is, is really big in the rural areas. And so a lot of those ingredients are, are used obviously in the food but also as you mentioned now in the uh, rum making um, business and so much more and so and then actually those rice fields are then used many times to harvest the crawfish because uh, they have different seasons so they, they are people you know when they arrived here really did a obviously like most areas you have to live off the land and so they they did done a great job of that and uh, mm-hmm. it's reflected in so many of our cultures and and we're talked about a boucherie, but that's a really unique experience uh, you can have down here. Where um, you know, start all the way from from killing of the uh, of the pig, and and sounds like it could be could be you know a, a mean or a negative thing. But when it when it started historically, it was actually it was a really great way of making sure that they used every ounce of the pig and that nothing was wasted and so every mm. single piece of that pig when they kill it that you where you get your boudin you get your pork obviously hog uh, head you, know, cheese? you get your hog head cheese every single piece of the boudin i mean of the uh, pig was used and not wasted and mm. so there's so many different cultures like that we have in our area that that live on through the day and really our younger generation is doing a great job of making sure that those things keep on we have a lot of great young musicians uh, who are now singing in French and carrying on traditions, and of course, uh, young chefs uh, working their way up, and all of our great uh, Asian and uh, Creole traditions alive. I, I love it. I remember when you first came on our show, um, Anthony Bourdain's um, show on Lafayette had just aired, and then he had passed. I think it was his last show. Yeah. And I remember it was still just when you came on the show, I was still like, I'm going to cry, you know, I'm going to cry on your show, you know, because it was so, he really showed just this, he did such an amazing job of showing just, I think he just really showed not just Lafayette, but he really showed Louisiana through the lens of Lafayette, of the cultures. And, you know, we just, we just had um, 
uh, I was going to say, I think it was back in spring, uh, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser was on the show and he was talking about the initiatives that they're trying to really push in the state for tourism is that the restaurants really stay true and authentic in regards to using crawfish and everything that comes from the state oysters do what you can even though you know there's natural disasters that have messed with things but to do that and even during covid i mean he he, i mean he was you guys had the parades with you know the floats for louisiana and the macy parade and and over in the rose bowl and he said that also like going through that like to get louisiana like hey we're here and just there's a there's a sense of uh, camaraderie, pride. We're we're going to get through this resiliency of Louisiana, and I think it's because you guys are happy, and you do eat good food, and you know you'll you play amazing music. But he also said there's this huge initiative to really uh, for the actual government, you know, of Louisiana to pay back in so that if you uh, an establishment uses or festivals use local musicians they help pay back into it which is something you don't really hear that much of in the rest of the country i'm just saying um yeah no absolutely is this something that helps you guys be authentic i mean we're talking about that authentic experience but i think you guys are really not you're you're at the top of the like i said that about the state is at the top of the list of like we're not we're not gonna not be you know we're not we're not you know bringing our oysters in from california or something you know, no, and actually, uh, there was a. There's been so many initiatives to what you're discussing. Uh, we have so many great natural resources. Obviously, you think of of, of natural resources and things like oil production, mm-hmm. but also in, as you mentioned, in in our food. So the crawfish, the um, food that comes from the Gulf. We're just about an hour and 15 minutes from the Gulf here in in Lafayette, although we're not on the coast. But our but our our officials have done a great job of making sure that we uh, we utilize those resources. And just a couple examples, uh, in addition to what you mentioned, so we had a bill passed in the legislature that if anybody wants to to use um, crawfish, because uh, a lot of times you know some crawfish can be shipped in from other parts of the world, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not not authentic to our area. So you have to actually post on your on your restaurant uh, where your crawfish are from, where your shrimp are from, to ensure that. If you are wow. using shrimp not from our, our crawfish not from our area, that people know that. And so those sort of initiatives, the lieutenant governor has done a great job with the Seafood Promotion Board. And so many events throughout the year, they, they, they allow the festivals or the events to use uh, Louisiana seafood at, at, the, at no cost to the organizer, but at the cost of the state to make sure that we continue to promote our, our great natural resource in, in our seafood. And they've, they've done a wonderful job of that. That's that's amazing to me. And that's something, you know, I know we're talking about visiting, but I think for us as travelers, these are things that we should be aware of and support and, you know, help the restaurant owners because it's not cheap to do that half the time. You know, it's not always easy. And and we think, oh, well, it's got to be cheaper. It's just at your door. Well, you know, it's it's about things being hands on local small business which is never you know it's just never as cheap right or easy and um just looking at the farming you know you want to have something you know the authentic experience we're going to just keep using that word right but 
it is going to well, cost money and time. And if you really want those three experience, it's it's not Disneyland. You know what I mean? This is the real deal. It's not. We don't. I mean, I'm not. Net, I'm not knocking Disneyland. That's fun. No. But you you want it to be that. You want it. You don't need to put a mask on unless you're in Mardi Gras. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, look, you do such a great job talking about our area, and 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 it's, you're absolutely right. And I will tell you, we we were formed a table way before formed a table was cool, right? And uh, and and popular. It doesn't get much more formed to the table than a crawfish coming out of a pond onto your plate, or you know, rice uh, being being made and harvested, mm. or sugar cane, or or the seafood. I mean, that's 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 farm to table at its core, and we've been doing that for a long, long time before it was cool, and and we and we will continue to do that. And it's so important, as you mentioned, to support our local businesses. We run a campaign in the summertime called Eat Lafayette. We have over a hundred locally owned restaurants that participate. It started with a two week campaign, and eighteen restaurants uh, eighteen years ago, and now it's grown to a three month campaign and over one hundred locally owned restaurants that participate. And it's all about promoting and bringing awareness to our locally owned restaurants. I love that, it. Uh, every every summer, and really encourage people to support those locally owned restaurants. And that's not a knock on change. Change are very important. They bring a lot of a lot of uh, economic yeah. benefit to our area in terms of jobs. But as we say all the time, there's only one Charlie G's. There's only one Cafe Vermillionville. There's only one Judy Sin. And we could go on and on in the world. And whereas uh, places like Chili's and Applebee's, well, you can find that. Uh, in any town in America. So it's it's always important that we promote our locally owned restaurants, and I think we do a good job of, of doing that. And nothing disappoints me more than when we have somebody visit and they go eat at a chain restaurant, and it just boggles my mind is why why in the world would you come to Lafayette, Louisiana, and go eat at a chain that you could eat at in any city in America? And yeah. so we, we really have, have made a conscious effort to to continue to highlight those locally owned restaurants. I mean, you could sure go that... anywhere and get a po' boy, too. Like, listen, let's not knock the po' boy because the po' boy, like, you, you could just get that anywhere and at least have that taste. You know, if you're hurrying through, that's the thing, I think, because you're re- like the, the beauty of your location is also people, you know, stop, go, stop and go get, you know, go get that po' boy at the gas station or that boudin, you know, because that's the thing. It's um, if you don't have a lot of time. So we always go to those chains because that's, you know, what we know. So we're creatures of comfort and the chains are good for that. It's the same thing as conferences, right? You go to the chain hotel for the conferences. However, you know, book that extra night or two at a bed and breakfast or an independent hotel too, because, that's where some of your real authentic experiences happen. But I will say I have seen some of the chains step up and start to put more local artwork in and get a little bit more low. I think they're learning, you know, to do more of that, which is great to see because I think we've got to, and you've got to also remember some of those chains are owned by locals too. So there's that, you know, there, that's the truth. You know, it's, it's, franchises are owned owned by local people most of the time but if if you want that authentic taste and stay you know what what are your hotels like are they mostly chains do you have bed and breakfast i know airbnbs are going crazy across the country what what's your makeup i think we have a nice mix we do of course like every destination have have a lot of different chains but we also have a lot of uh, bed and breakfast and a couple of different uh, former uh, like plantation homes that that have been converted into B and Bs, like the Mouton uh, Plantation, uh, which is very popular, and and we, we find particularly the international guests uh, want to experience a B and B or a little more uh, authentic um, 
a place to stay, and so we we see a lot of that. We do have our share of Airbnbs and a few mm-hmm. hotels, uh, one downtown. So I think we have a nice mix, but all very affordable. Uh, right. Very cool. That's nice. And the you know, uh, well, we're coming. We're gonna come see you. You know, it's gonna have to happen this year, this coming year. Nancy yes. and I will come out. Come on. We're gonna be doing a lot in the central like corridor. Um, of of the country and and like i mean it's we've been we we heard about your region bow bridge in specific um from a really dear friend of ours who's long past but he, we had planned this you know and then he passed away you know elder and um he kept saying you don't know this country until you go there and you know, whatever you think about this country you've, you've got to go there because he knew we lived you know in africa and all the di- different countries and when we got to the states you know some of the places felt a little bit built up for us personally coming home to the states and he's like well you got to go to louisiana you girls belong there you got to go there and this is where you need to go and he just kept talking about because of the music and the food and the atmosphere of fun and it was just about that he said there is nothing like it and he was, he didn't, you know, he's been in New Orleans everywhere, but he's like, that is the place you go to just, you can walk in a, a restaurant, a bar, or whatever, and just, you know, you really can just get up and dance on your own if you want. And no one's going to look at you like you're weird. You're just having a good time. Being fun, having fun is celebrated and you can eat, you can have your Bloody Mary whenever you want it. And you can have your Zydeco breakfast. You can have a good time. And he he just said that was the, if he was, he retired in Mexico, but he said if he was going to stay in this country, he that yeah. would be it because of that yeah, fun it, atmosphere. It really is like going to a different country, but you're still in the United States and you're, you're still in Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, everybody, let's all meet each other. Everyone, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. LafayetteTravel.com is the website to go to. And by the way, everybody, it's Ben Berthelot, not Berthelot, but Ben Berthelot. (laughs) So thank you so much, Ben, for joining us again here on our Big Blend Radio Show with the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association. Again, their website is IFW twa.org and we do this every second tuesday here on big blend radio and every second friday we chat with travel writers across the country and hear about their travels around the country and around the world and uh it's just so cool we we love the second week because you know it's just travel talk and it makes us very hungry and makes now now i want to go play some cajun music is that okay <laughs> i think it is absolutely we have we have a great playlist on spotify so check that out and thank you so much for having us we always say if we get people here for the first time we have them hooked and so opportunities like this help us to expose our area to the rest of the world and we can't thank you enough for having us oh thank you ben we'll see you when we get there and listen i want to see those gators right i heard that you got good bird watching too so i'm, I'm in we do we cool. do we look forward to having you thanks ben Take care. all right bye-bye 